0: fall that night is already in the air what are you doing up here said bunny surprised when he found the four of us waiting for him why looking for new ferns said henry and after we stood whispering in the underbrush one last look at the body and a last look round no dropped keys lost glasses everybody got everything and then started single file through the woods "'I took one glance back through the saplings "'that leapt to close the path behind me. "'Though I remember the walk back "'and the first lonely flakes of snow "'that came drifting through the pines, "'remember piling gratefully into the car "'and starting down the road like a family on vacation, "'with Henry driving clenched jawed through the potholes "'and the rest of us leaning over the seats "'and talking like children, "'though I remember only too well "'the long, terrible night that lay ahead.' and the long, terrible days and nights that followed, I have only to glance over my shoulder for all those years to drop away, and I see it behind me again, the ravine, rising all green and black through the saplings, a picture that will never leave me. I suppose at one time in my life I might have had any number of stories, but now there is no other. This is the only story I will ever be able to tell. Book One Does such a thing as the fatal flaw, that showy dark crack running down the middle of a life, exist outside literature? I used to think it didn't. Now I think it does. And I think that mine is this, a morbid longing for the picturesque at all costs. À moi. L'histoire d'une de mes folies. My name is Richard Papin. I'm 28 years old, and I had never seen New England or Hampton College until I was 19. I'm a Californian by birth, and also I have recently discovered by nature. The last is something I admit only now, after the fact. Not that It matters i grew up in plano a small silicon village in the north no sisters no brothers my father ran a gas station and my mother stayed at home until i got older and times got tighter and she went to work answering phones in the office of one of the big chip factories outside san jose plano the word conjures up drive-ins tract homes waves of heat rising from the blacktop my years there created for me an expendable past disposable as a plastic cup which i suppose was a very great gift in a way on leaving home i was able to fabricate a new and far more satisfying history full of striking simplistic environmental influences a colorful past easily accessible to strangers the dazzle of this fictive childhood full of swimming pools and orange groves and dissolute, charming, showbiz parents has all but eclipsed the drab original. In fact, when I think about my real childhood, I am unable to recall much about it at all, except a sad jumble of objects. The sneakers I wore year-round, coloring books from the supermarket, and the squashed old football I contributed to neighborhood games. Little of interest, less of beauty. I was quiet, tall for my age, prone to freckles. I didn't have many friends, but whether this was due to choice or circumstance, I do not now know. I did well in school, it seems, but not exceptionally well. I liked to read, Tom Swift, the Tolkien books, but also to watch television, which I did plenty of, lying on the carpet of our empty living room in the long, dull afternoons after school, I honestly can't remember much else about those years... ...except a certain mood that permeated most of them... ...a melancholy feeling that I associate with watching... ...the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights. Sunday was a sad day... ...early to bed, school the next morning... ...I was constantly worried my homework was wrong... ...but as I watched the fireworks go off in the night sky... ...over the floodlit castles of Disneyland... I was consumed by a more general sense of dread, of imprisonment within the dreary round of school and home, circumstances which, to me at least, presented sound empirical argument for gloom.